We love to explain quantum physics and the mysteries of the universe, but the mysteries of finance, not so much. Intuit helps you demystify your finances through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Understanding standard deductions or interest rates can be very complicated and tricky with big potential consequences. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures, visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, Daniel, do you ever think about what it would be like if we were visited by aliens? Oh, my God. I think about that all the time. Do you really? What do you think would happen? Well, in my imagination, it always starts the same way. There's some sleepy guy in front of a terminal somewhere which starts to blink and then annoy him and wake him up. And he looks it up and he like rubs his face and he goes, hmm, that's weird. Isn't that what happens in like every single science fiction movie ever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, the cool thing is that it's actually happened a few times in real life. Yeah, that's right. Didn't it happen just last year? Yeah, it happened last year. It also happened in the 70s when we got a weird signal from space called the wow signal. Mm. So um, sometimes we do see weird things coming at us from space. But it happened as recently as last year. Yeah, that's right. Last year. Mm. Was it aliens? We still don't know. We do know that it was weird. How weird? <laughs> unquantifiably weird. <laughs> was it uh, Mua Mua weird? <laughs> it was more weird than you think. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Hi, I'm Jorge. And I'm Daniel. And welcome to our podcast, Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe. In which we try to take everything in the universe, including weird things from outer space, and explain them to you, even if they're inexplicable. That's right, even those unwanted visitors. What do you mean unwanted? I want a visitor. You want a visitor? Yeah, aliens, come on down here. Mm. Tell us all about the, how the rest of the galaxy works. Tell us about the rest of the universe. We need some more data. I'm dying to know what's going on out there, aren't you? Enslave us, eat us. <laughs> You're so cynical. No, it's very likely if aliens arrive that they will just take over and suck our brains out of our noses. But in the inter, the short intermission before that happens, they might grant us some knowledge about the universe. And, mm. you know, that could be worth it. You would trade it. You would be like, I'm all yours. But first... 
Tell me what's up with Pi. <laughs> you know, if I could have absolute knowledge of everything in the universe, yeah, I might, uh, I might uh, be willing to sacrifice my brain for that. Oh, you're like, um, before you make me into a Pi, please explain Pi to me. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Well, uh, today on the podcast, we are going to talk about a visitor to our solar system, one that not, uh, not a single scientist can really explain. That's right. Last year of 2017, actually, a strange object passed through our solar system from somewhere very far away, somewhere unknown. And there's a lot of weird things about it, things that we can't quite explain. Mm. So it's the opportunity to learn something about other parts of the universe. It's a very suspicious object, right? Yeah, I don't think you need to view it with suspicion. I mean, it's strange. It's unusual. It's weird. We don't understand it. Mm -hmm. But I see it as an opportunity. I mean, it's like uh, we've been looking out into the stars for decades, trying to learn about the rest of the universe just by looking, right? Wouldn't mm -hmm. it be awesome if some of the rest of the universe came to us so we could just like, you know, hold it and play with it? Like the same reason we want to get rocks from the moon and rocks from Mars. Wouldn't you love rocks from alien planets and other galaxies or other solar systems? Yeah, so you're saying it's, uh, it's more like conspicuous rather than suspicious. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's... Um, It's conspicuously suspicious. Um, <laughs> Or suspiciously conspicuous. <laughs> yeah. Still a mystery. And uh, probably not omniscient, um, but it hasn't answered any of our questions yet. So we have a lot of questions about this weird rock from outer space. That's right. Today on the podcast, we'll be talking about... Oumuamua. Oumuamua. What is it? Where did it come from? Where, where is it going? Why did it stop by our solar system? Isn't it Hawaiian? Maybe it just likes Hawaiian pizza. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, the name comes from a word in the Hawaiian language, right? Oumuamua means scout or like distant messenger or something. Mm. It's sort of a funny name. But be careful how you pronounce it because it it's, uh, starts out with a letter that's not really a letter. It's like this... Um, you write it as an apostrophe. It's a mm -hmm. glottal stop. So I'm not mm -hmm. even sure how officially to pronounce this thing. Mm -hmm. So not only is the rock weird, but the word for the rock is like difficult to understand. Mm. We should do a whole podcast on glottal stops. <laughs> on who names these things anyway. <laughs> it's sort of a noble name. It's supposed to be a noble name. Like a, it's sort of like, a, like an explorer of the stars, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's got that positive light on it. It's not like invader and destroyer of worlds mm. or anything. Yeah. Although scout, that, that makes me think of like an advanced scout, you know, like a <laughs> reconnaissance. Are you worried that aliens are going to invade and eat you? Um, yes. <laughs> um, so yes, so this weird rock, Oumuamua, appeared in 2017, and we are still struggling to understand it, where it came from, what it was, why it visited us, what it means... You know, was it artificial? Was it natural? We still don't really know. Um, and so we thought, let's dig into it on this podcast and tell you all about how it's strange and how it's interesting and all the mysteries that still remain about this weird rock. Yeah, it was in the news a lot last year, right? Yeah, because it, uh, it passed through and really made waves in the astronomical community. People were like amazed to see this kind of thing. We were wondering how far these waves in the astronomical community made their way into the general public. How many people out there have heard of or knew what is Oumuamua? Yeah, was it only astronomers? Was it astronomers plus everybody interested in alien visitation? Or was it everybody on Earth that was captivated by the passage of this strange rock? We were curious. I just want to know how many people can pronounce it or spell it. 
<laughs> That's zero. I already know the answer to that. So as usual, Daniel went out there and asked people on the street, what was Oumuamua? Yeah, I asked them, have you heard of Oumuamua? And if they answered yes, I also asked them what they thought it was. Mm. Well, here's what people had to say. No, I haven't heard of that. Okay, no, I have not. I'm sorry, I've not heard of Oumuamua. Yeah. I did not. Okay. No. Never heard of it? No. All right. No. No? No. No? Okay. Yes. And what do you think it is? Probably just some kind of space debris. I did not hear about that. No? Okay. I did. What do you think it was? Probably some kind of meteor. I just think it was at like a me- like a meteor. Asteroid. Rock, rock, yeah. Okay. No, I did not. No, you didn't? Okay. All right, so about like 50-50, half of the people seem to know or have heard about it, and half of the people had no idea, never heard of it. Yes, yeah, so what do you think of the astronomy community's PR, um, PR machine? Apparently, it must be better than the aliens' PR machinery. Uh, <laughs> but uh, don't don't you think they could have done mua mua with it? <laughs> I think we should stop uh, with the mua mua puns. All right, that officially ends the Oumuamua puns. Yeah, most people had never even heard of this thing, which to me boggles the mind. Like, what an incredible event to happen and just for people to be unaware of it. You know, mm. it was in all the newspapers and people were talking about it. How can you just go through your normal life and not know that there's a potential alien ship flying through the solar system, right? right? I feel like maybe people are jaded, you know, when they see a uh, headline that goes, Put possible alien visiting the solar system. People just, I don't know, these days it's all... It's just kind of all part of the noise that goes through people's feeds. You mean because the world is so crazy that doesn't seem so crazy anymore? Or because you see that kind of headline pretty often? Well, I think it's because um, like the, the headline itself sounds huge, but it's not like on the front page of newspapers or websites. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it, it sounds like it should be a huge deal, but you know, obviously people are not freaking out about it. So you know, I think as, as news consumers, you just assume that it's, hyperbole or clickbait or something. Oh, I see. Everybody's lying, so everything must be a lie, right? Yeah. That's a bummer. So when aliens when aliens actually land, you're going to be like, whatever, you're just clickbait, go away. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not on the front page, right? Like, it's not, you know, it's not dominating the conversation. It's hard for me to remember because I obviously pay attention to the scientific news, mm-hmm. maybe more than the average person. To me, it was in the front of my brain for, for a long time. Um, but yeah, maybe for the average person, it, uh, it was just a, you know, a minor interesting thing that astronomers saw. Mm. Well, let's break it down for people. Um, so what was this thing called Oumuamua? So this is a thing that was seen by a telescope in Hawaii. It's called the Pan-STARRS telescope. Mm. And it had basically just turned on as this gorgeous new telescope. And it was supposed to be looking deep into outer space and understanding you know, how the how um, the cosmos are evolving and how supernova are exploding and all those kind of fascinating astronomical and cosmological questions. Mm. What makes a telescope gorgeous? Uh, it can see really far into the past. And so to me, that's just gorgeous. Like uh, every time we open our eyes in a new way or open a new set of eyes, we see more of the universe. And the universe is beautiful. I mean, that's purely subjective. But to me, when I look out in space, I see beauty. And so I love when we turn on new eyes and we can see new areas of the universe we'd never seen before. And that's what the Pan-STARRS telescope uh, allowed us to do. Beautiful way to say it. (laughs) And so they turned this thing on and pretty quickly they saw something weird. They saw this rock moving really, really fast um, into our solar system. Mm. 
And you might think, well, there's a lot of rocks in the solar system, right? How can you tell that this one is weird or what's weird about this one? Mm-hmm. And the weird thing about this one were its direction and its speed. Wait, so why didn't other telescopes see it? Why did it require this brand new gorgeous telescope? Well, this is one of the more powerful telescopes we have. And I think other telescopes could have seen it. There's also just a little bit of luck in who spots it first. You happen to be looking in the right place. Mm. And also you happen to notice it, you know. A lot of times you turn on your telescope and you're looking for thing A and you accidentally discover thing B, but only if you're curious enough, right? If you see something weird in your data and you're like, huh, I don't understand that. What could that be? Mm. You could just shrug and say, I don't know, whatever, and move on with your life. Or you could follow it up and try to figure it out. And sometimes that's where the greatest discoveries are made. You know, that's how like Pluto was discovered or that's how pulsars were discovered. All these things were accidents. It's things People saw something weird in their data. It didn't just blow off their curiosity. They followed it up. Right. Yeah, that worked out really well for Pluto. Um. <laughs> I think Pluto's legal team is still fighting that battle. <laughs> it's a posthumous legal team. <laughs> it's not dead. We didn't kill Pluto. No, we didn't. We just I demoted it. It's the, still there. That's what the book says. <laughs> So they turned on this telescope and they basically saw stars and things out there. And they saw one of them moving in a weird direction at weird speed. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird things out there, right? We have planets in our solar system. We have asteroids. Uh, we, have, we have a lot of asteroids. We even have comets, right? And comets move differently. Mm. But everything in the solar system shares one feature, which is they're moving around the sun, right? They're gravitationally bound by the sun. They're in a stable orbit. So even comets that come in every 100 years and then zoom out really far, they're still moving around the sun, right? They're, right. They're, um, the, the focus of, of their orbit is, is the sun. Mm-hmm. And um, this object was moving in a way that's totally inconsistent with being in an orbit around the sun, any orbit, right? It was going way too fast in the wrong direction. You mean we've never seen an asteroid or anything else that wasn't revolving around our sun? Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. We've never seen anything never. that wasn't gravitationally bound to the sun. This is the first time we've seen something that looks like it came from another sun. Oh. And we can tell just by the motion, right? That's, there's no inform- we'll talk later about what it looks like and how weird it is and the shape of it. But just from its motion, we could tell that it didn't come from our solar system. Hmm. Because it was moving too fast or in a weird trajectory or what do you mean? Both. It was moving in a trajectory that made it clear it was not going to stick around, right? They saw it moving, and they could plot its speed and its direction, and so they could tell where it was going to go, and they could tell it was just going to go right through our solar system. Mm. It wasn't moving around the sun so we could get lots of looks at it. It was just going to pass through once. And how do we figure out how far it was? How do we figure out how far away it is? Yeah, Um, That's a good question. You know, we did a whole episode about measuring distances to things, and so I think... You can tell how far away things are using parallax, mm. seeing you know multiple measurements that, um, that are spaced far apart, sort of the way your eyes work. Mm-hmm. And so within the solar system, I think that works pretty well because things aren't that far away. So you can tell how far away things are by seeing how differently they look or how much they move from different viewpoints. So you use multiple telescopes or you look at the same thing over several days as the Earth is moving. Oh, that's a great question. I'm not sure, but that's how I would do it. Mm. And it wasn't just moving a little bit fast relative to our solar system. It was maybe something like 26 kilometers per second faster than we were. Per second, yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty fast. That's like in a second, 
Whoosh, you just went 26 kilometers. I wish I could go 26 kilometers per second. You know, maybe Teslas can do that. I don't know. Mm, the tube. What is it called? The, <laughs> the hyperloop. The hyperloop. Exactly. It was basically hyperlooping through our solar system. Yeah. Yeah. It's fast, right? Like it's um, nothing really moves that fast in our solar system. Um, yeah. And even comets that approach the sun, they speed up really fast and, and they don't go this fast. Right. Yeah. So it was moving pretty quick. Mm, it's like seeing a freight, freight train coming at in your direction really, really fast. And you're like, okay, that thing is not going to stop where I am. It's going so fast. Yeah, exactly. And fortunately, it didn't pass too close to the Earth. Or unfortunately, if you wanted us to get a better look, it passed within like 15 million miles of the Earth. Wow. That sounds like a lot. Is is, is that a lot? You know, it's um, it's a significant, it's like um, 15% of the distance between the Earth and the Sun. So asteroids pass much closer all the time. 15%. So from here to the sun, it's 100 million miles. Isn't it 93 million miles? 93 million miles from here to the sun. Oh, so, I see. So it's yeah. it's pretty close. I mean, it's not like it went over our heads. It, it, like it came sort of into the solar system. Oh, it definitely went right through the solar system, yeah. I think your freight train analogy is a, is a perfect one. You know, you're in a house and you hear this freight train rumble by and you're like, yeesh, that was kind of loud and close and weird. Mm -hmm. And it definitely didn't stop in your town, right? It just like blew right through like you weren't even there. Wow, that's frightening. <laughs> um. Yeah, and, and it's not even that big, you know. The thing is like, it's we were not sure exactly because we don't have great pictures of it. Mm -hmm. It was moving so fast and it was so far away that we didn't, that all of our telescopes just see it basically as a point of light. Um, oh. So we have some estimates for its size and its shape. Um, based on, you know, how we think it's rotating, etc. But the thing was not that big. Like, the dimensions are like, you know, a few hundred meters in the longest dimension and like tens of meters or maybe a hundred meters in the other. So we are lucky to even see this rock. You know, rocks can fly through our solar system without us noticing them if they don't like sh um, reflect light just the right moment so that we can see them from the sun. Because wow. these things don't glow, right? They're mm. dark unless they're reflecting light from the sun. I see. Wow. Okay, so let's talk about where it came from, potentially, or in which, from which direction it came. But first, let's take a break. You know that feeling after you've done a deep spring clean of your house, when you realize, wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like how you feel when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless, while Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording all this? So it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Personally, I've used Mint Mobile, and the calls are always so crisp and so clear. All of their plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So it's time to ditch your overpriced wireless and go with Mint Mobile's limited time deal for three months a premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash universe. That's mintmobile.com slash universe. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash universe. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Slower speeds above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. The financial universe out there can seem like a vast place full of scary mysteries and exciting possibilities, but it can also be overwhelming to navigate, especially when you're first starting out in life. It feels sometimes like just one wrong turn could send you hurtling endlessly towards a financial black hole. But don't worry, you don't have to navigate the financial universe on your own. With the right tools, you can master the financial universe and chart your course with confidence. Intuit helps you navigate the financial universe through products from Intuit like TurboTax, 
Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time off to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life to immerse myself in natural beauty and have a unique experience. But you don't have to leave the United States to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. People from Puerto Rico are called Boricuas, but it's not just a name. It's a spirit, a flavor, a rhythm that you can only find in one place on Earth. Puerto Rico. It's embodied by these proud, passionate people, and you'll feel it in every part of the island. When you bask in the warmth of the beaches, when you taste the love in the food, when you embrace the call of adventure, you'll find the Boricua spirit in yourself as well. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. You can forget where you came from and embrace where you are in Puerto Rico because your visit ends, but the stories last forever. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Okay, so I read that this object, Oumuamua, mm-hmm. apparently came from Las Vegas. Is that? <laughs> That's right. It had a crazy night in Vegas. It has no explanation for why it's so weird. The home of rock and roll, right? So rocks. That would make sense. <laughs> and it just rolled on through our solar system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but you're close. It came from the direction of Vega. Mm. Right. We can tell its trajectory, and we and we um, extrapolate back. We're like, oh, what's in that direction in the sky? And that the answer is. Vega. Vega is kind of interesting because it's it's kind of a nearby star, right? Like it's one, one among the the sort of closer stars, right? Yeah, but this thing, even traveling at its high speed, would take hundreds of thousands of years to get here from Vega. Mm. So it's close, you know, sort of on a galactic scale, but it's not really close on a you know, oh. um, let's go out for dinner kind of scale. Oh. So it just sort of came from Vegas. From Vega. (laughs) Right. And again, we don't know that it came from that system. It's just sort of answering the question, what's in the sky in that direction? You can extrapolate back and say, oh, it came that way. What else is there? But, you know, Vega was in a different place a long time ago. Everything is rotating and moving and could have gone through that system also from another one, right? We have no idea how long it's been bouncing around the galaxy. Right. And let's talk about kind of um, how big it was because it's not like the size of Manhattan, right? Like it's it's more like the size of it's like the sky, size of one skyscraper in Manhattan. You right. know, it's like maybe up to a kilometer long, uh, and like you know fifty to a hundred meters on each side. Wow! So it's yeah, it's about the size of a skyscraper. It's like the Empire State Building just zoomed by. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe it's the Las Vegas version. Isn't there one of those in Las Vegas? <laughs> so somewhere between um, the Vegas Empire State Building and the real Empire State Building, it was the size of this strange, mysterious object. Wouldn't that be amazing if we visited it and found that it had exactly the shape of the Empire State Building? That would be pretty odd. That would be almost amazing. (laughs) That would be a great twist ending to the science fiction movie somebody's going to make about this thing. (laughs) Which started with a guy in a control room (laughs) looking at a blinking light going, that's "That's weird. weird. What's the Empire State Building doing there? It's supposed to be in Vegas. I mean, it's not huge, but I mean, it's not not like the size of the moon or it's not the size of... um, 
you know, the continent. It's like, it's, it, it's sort of like, well, how big you might imagine a spaceship to be. Yeah, exactly. It's a reasonable size for a spaceship, which led to a lot of speculation, right? You might be thinking, all right, so it's a rock from another solar system. We got rocks, they got rocks. One of their rocks ended up in our backyard. What's the big deal, right? Yeah. But it's kind of a big deal because we don't expect to see this kind of rock. What do you mean, um, in terms of its size or its speed or, or what? Well, these solar systems are really far apart, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, we got a bunch of rocks, but most of those rocks are just sort of floating around our sun. And occasionally one of them gets kicked off and floats away. But, you know, to pass right through another solar system is just really small odds. Uh, the chances of that happening are tiny. Based on our understanding of how often the sun sort of loses rocks and lets them float into interstellar space, mm-hmm. this should almost never happen. Right. Oh, so it's like a, like a rock in our meteor belt. These are big rocks, but they hardly ever leave the solar system. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that there would be one floating around randomly. That's right. And there are rocks in our asteroid belt, but there's also this big cloud of icy objects that forms comets called the Oort cloud, mm-hmm. O-O-R-T. And it's a, a bunch of really loosely held objects from the sun. And that's probably better candidates for how we might lose rocks. Oh, I see. Um, and, you know, they have models for how often does the sun lose a rock. And so they can calculate if other suns are losing rocks about the same level, how often should we see one of these things? And, you know, they did the calculation and they're like, You know, if you turn on the Pan-STARRS telescope, what are the chances of seeing an extrasolar rock, a rock from another solar system, like within the first uh, few months, and the odds are like up to one in a hundred million. Really? You know, it's just not the kind of thing that happens very often because these other solar systems are far apart. Hmm. Space is pretty empty. What I mean is uh, you hardly have to worry about running into a rock if you're going between stars. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like you build a golf course Mm -hmm. and then like a golf ball drops out of the sky and scores a hole in one. And you're like, well, that's weird. (laughs) Either a golf balls fall out of the sky a lot more often than I thought, Mm -hmm. which makes this not so weird, or something really weird just happened, right? And that's the situation we're in. Yeah. And so right there, it's odd, right? Because it can tell you either that we were wrong, that maybe there are a lot more of these rocks than we thought, which is already sort of interesting astrophysically, right, to hear that space is full of interstellar rocks banging around. Or, you know, it was just a really, really rare event. And, you know, rare things happen, right? People do get holes in one um, sometimes when they don't expect it. So rare things do happen. Or it's not just a rock. Maybe it's something else, right? And that's why people dug in to understand, like, what is this thing? What is it made out of? What else can we learn about it? Right. Not only is it rare, but it was also going at a very rare speed or like a very strange speed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you take the all the stars in our neighborhood, like our star and the nearby ones and the, the nearest few hundreds sort of in our galactic neighborhood, and you average all their speeds together, you get like, you know, imagine all those stars are like a sloshing ocean bouncing around, you know. Um, you get sort of the average speed of that whole blob, right? And this thing was going at almost exactly that speed relative mm. to us, right? Which means you can sort of think of it like it wasn't moving. It was just sort of floating there in the galaxy, and we moved through it. What? What do you mean? Well, you can th- if you think of like our galactic neighborhood is like an ocean, this is like a buoy sort of floating in the ocean, uh-huh. right? And of course, our sun is moving relative to the galaxy. Really? And our I mean, it, everything is relative, right? It passed through our solar system, or we passed our solar system over it, 
are the same statements, right? Oh. It's just how you think of the frame of reference. Meaning like, like we are the visitors to it. <laughs> That's right. It was just having a nice picnic and we just sort of stormed on through. <laughs> we are the freight train, not it. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's a really odd kind of speed because it doesn't help us understand where it came from. Like if it came from the neighboring star, we would expect it to roughly have that star's velocity with respect to the galaxy, right? Um, if it came from another star, you'd expect it to have that star's velocity, roughly. Mm-hmm. But it, but no stars have this average velocity, right? Most of them are moving relative to the galaxy. They're sloshing around. Right. So it's a pretty weird speed to have. Huh. It's an anomaly, kind of like it. Mm-hmm. It's clear it didn't come from possibly the stars around us. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so the anomalies start to add up, right? You're like, oh, well, maybe it's just a rock from another s- solar system. Um, okay, well, actually, it turns out those are really rare. You're like, all right, well, rare things happen. Wow. But the rare things for this rock keep adding up. It's rare and weird in so many different, totally separate ways that it really makes you start to wonder. Right. And I think the shape has a lot to do with capturing the public's imagination. Like, um, you know, if it had been like a like a ball or like a rock, like a, you know, like a randomly shaped rock, then people would just say, oh, it's an asteroid. But the shape of it was also very, very weird. Yeah, it's like 10 times longer than it is wide, right? Mm -hmm. It looks like a skyscraper. Um, They had all these drawings of like cigar-shaped rocks or whatever. Uh And let me just interject a little rant here about astronomy, public relations. Every time we hear a story about astronomy, they always include an artist's conception, what this thing might look like, (laughs) right? And... It's, and sometimes it's labeled very clearly, artist conception, basically made up, but often it's not. You know, mm. it's just like they have this image that leads the article and people look at it and they're like, oh, that's what it looks like. But we don't know what this thing looks like. Some artist sat down and imagined maybe it looks like this. Another right. artist would have made something totally different. Mm. And so it always frustrates me. I imagine like in particle physics, can we have an artist's impression of what my data might look like? Oh, you know, like come on, you guys do that all the time too in particle physics, don't you? Like, you know, <laughs> the Large Hadron Collider, here is some big explosion with things coming out of it, <laughs> artist rendition. Those, th- No, no, that's actual data. <laughs> that's actual data. Sometimes we take liberties and mm-hmm. we like, you know, hire clever cartoonists mm-hmm. to make our stuff look more interesting, mm-hmm. but we don't make up artist's impression of data. Like... Really? That never happens. Is that, uh, okay. No. Anyway, um, yeah, so this thing is like 10 times longer than it is wide. Yeah, and that's kind of how a lot of times in movies they picture spaceships, right, from alien civilizations, like long and skinny, kind of like the, um, the Star Destroyer in Star Wars. Would you buy that kind of spaceship if you went shopping for one? It makes sense, right? I mean, it's sort of like um, it's big, but you want it to be streamlined in a way. <laughs> but why does it have to be streamlined? There's no atmosphere in space, right? right. Um, you can have any shape you want. It doesn't have to be spatiodynamic. But was it going... Well, first of all, how did they know it was that shape if it was, if it was so far away and so small? Yeah, the reason they could tell is that it, um, <clears throat> the light from it was changing on a, in, a, in a periodic way. And so they could tell it had this shape not only because it was weirdly shaped, but because it was tumbling. Mm. Right? So this thing is not moving in a smooth way, like zooming along um, in the direction of its length. Right? Oh. You imagine a spaceship is long and thin. It's zooming sort of in the direction from its back to its front, right? But this thing is not. It's tumbling, right? It's long and thin, but it's tumbling like a um, you know a tennis racket head over heels, right? It's um, it's it, it's tumbling around a short axis. Right. So that's not the kind of spaceship you want to ride in. Maybe it's like a fun spaceship for the aliens. 
you know? <laughs> Make the carnival fun ride. for about five seconds until you start vomiting in space, which I don't <laughs> think is very fun. Well, you, don't, you never know what aliens are into, you know? Maybe that's, that's fun <laughs> that's for true. them. No, you're right. I'm always saying we should broaden our minds to what aliens might be like. And so, yeah, maybe aliens enjoy vomiting. I think you might be right there. Oh, I see. So the way um, we, you, you could tell a shape by the way the light, even though it looks like a pinpoint, the way that light from that pinpoint was changing sort of told you that it was there was something sp- in it spinning and it was roughly this shape. Yeah, and if something was spherical and it was spinning, then it wouldn't be changing its apparent shape to us, right? Mm. But if it's spinning or tumbling and has a long shape, then the part that reflects light keeps changing, right? And so you see more, less, and more, less. And that's how they made these estimates. Uh, A lot of really good science went into extracting all this information out of a very small amount of of data. Wow, it seems almost fantastical, (laughs) like an artist's rendition. (laughs) But you're saying like if it was a Death Star, circular, it would not... Uh, the life from it wouldn't be, it wouldn't vary. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't vary. And so it's tumbling, which is odd also. But the, also the fact that it's so long and thin is unusual. I mean, we look around at the population of rocks in our solar system, you don't see rocks like that. Like, you know, rocks are mostly spherical because of gravity and collisions and stuff like that. Mm. Sometimes they get longer and thinner, but like maybe three to one or five to one, 10 right. to one for a length to width ratio is really weird. Oh. Okay, and there's other weird things about it. Not just the shape, not just the speed, not just the direction it was going. There's a, like these mysteries just keep compounding. Like, um, we haven't even talked about the craziest one. Oh, it gets crazier. All right, it gets um, so much crazier. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit more. But first, a quick break. The financial universe out there can seem like a vast place full of scary mysteries and exciting possibilities. But it can also be overwhelming to navigate, especially when you're first starting out in life. It feels sometimes like just one wrong turn could send you hurtling endlessly towards a financial black hole. But don't worry, you don't have to navigate the financial universe on your own. With the right tools, you can master the financial universe and chart your course with confidence. Intuit helps you navigate the financial universe through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time off to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life to immerse myself in natural beauty and have a unique experience. But you don't have to leave the United States to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. People from Puerto Rico are called Boricuas, but it's not just a name. It's a spirit, a flavor, a rhythm that you can only find in one place on Earth. Puerto Rico. It's embodied by these proud, passionate people, and you'll feel it in every part of the island. When you bask in the warmth of the beaches, when you taste the love in the food, when you embrace the call of adventure, you'll find the Boricua spirit in yourself as well. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. You can forget where you came from and embrace where you are in Puerto Rico because your visit ends, but the stories last forever. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left, look to your right, it's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, uh, what's the next one? It's, uh, it's very shiny, apparently. Yeah, it's really, really shiny. We're like, what is it, you know? Uh, we don't know what this thing is made out of, um, but mm-hmm. based on its size and its et cetera, we know that it's like 10 times shinier than anything in any of our asteroids, mm. you know? Like, what is this thing? It's so bright. You know, it reflects light so much. We don't know what it's made out of. That's the only clue we have is that it's super shiny. Our asteroids are sort of mostly like dark gray, right? Like, Yeah, I think they're they're gray or red based on how much iron or whatever they have in them. But this was uh, 10 times shinier. So it's like a giant... It's like gleaming. Gleaming silver... Sparkling. (laughs) Shiny unicorn horn flying through space. I know. It makes you wonder. Like, it gives you the image of a sparkling spaceship, right? Um, so you got to wonder. Uh-huh. Um, and the thing that makes you think, wow, maybe this thing could be a spaceship, is that <clears throat> as it passed through our solar system, so here's the weirdest thing, as it passed through our solar system, we can track its motion and we can predict its motion based on gravity, right? Mm-hmm. If something is just falling through gravity, we can tell how it's going to go. But it didn't follow that path. It looks like as it went through our solar system, it accelerated. What? Yeah, I know. They hit the gas. It hit the gas. Yeah. It came into our solar system and on its way out, it floored it. It's like the freight train was going through your town and then it's a, and then it was thinking, the conductor was thinking, oh no, I'm not going to stop here for sure. <laughs> exactly. This crap hole, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, step on the accelerator. Yeah. It's like, let's get out of town quick. Let's not exaggerate what's already super weird. It definitely accelerated. It didn't like double its speed. It's a small effect, but it's definitely there. It definitely happened. Like we can measure it precisely enough to say that there was some acceleration. Uh, and it wasn't just due to the sun or it wasn't like the sun was pulling on it or anything. Well, the sun was pulling on it, right? That was the gravitational force, but it moved in a way that required something else to explain it. It requires the sun's gravity plus an extra push. Uh-huh. And that's the question. Where did that push come from? Wow. What what force did it use to accelerate? Yeah, huh. exactly. And so before you go to like, well, there must have been an engine on it and it was, you know, hitting the gas on the way out, there are some other possible explanations, like maybe it has ice on it and when it came through the solar system, that ice was melted and that ice like shoots out and forms a gas and basically forms like a tail, like a comet, and that can give it a push. Like a rocket, like it was... Um... yeah. Yeah. yeah, but a natural rocket, not like a, you know a, a, an engine fabricated in another solar system. It could just be like a block of ice on one side that's got turned into gas, and that's how wow. a rocket would work, yeah. But they didn't see this gas, right? Yeah, they looked at it really carefully, and the thing has no gas around it. There's no tail, so there's no evidence of any ice 
turning into gas or anything like that. So mm. we still don't understand it. Wow. Okay, so in case people missed it, this thing flew by our, into our solar system very close to the Earth. Yeah, exactly. End of 2017, early 2018. Yeah. This weirdly shaped, you know, too fast, accelerating, shiny, strangely shaped object. That we should never have seen. That is almost impossible for it to exist. Um, just, just went by our, our planet. It came by, it checked us out, and it hit the gas on the way out. <laughs> and, um, and you know, you might wonder, like, what are the other explanations mm-hmm. for it accelerating? Yeah, yeah. like, like what, what's the most likely explanation? We don't have a most likely explanation. Another plausible one is maybe it's really big and flat, right? If it's big and flat, then it can act like a sail, it can catch sort of the sun's radiation mm-hmm. and act like a sail in space. It's called a solar sail. It basically catches the solar wind. Oh, so it, it, one explanation for the speed, right? But not but the acceleration. It, it doesn't explain all those other things. It doesn't explain all those other things, but it could explain the acceleration. On the other hand, if you're thinking, well, big and flat, that's pretty weird for a rock, right? right. Yeah, it is pretty weird for a rock. Nature doesn't make big flat sheets of material very often, right? You don't see those in our solar system. What makes that? Well, civilizations, right? Uh. So it's fantastic to think about, maybe this is a piece of alien junk, right? Maybe this is like space archaeology. Some ship blew up in a war somewhere a billion years ago, and this is just like a hunk of it flying through space. Uh. With some sort of rocket attached to it. No, it could just be a big flat sheet of metal, and it gets a little boost from the solar um, wind as it passes through, and that's why it's not just moving gravitationally. The acceleration could be explained just if it had that shape. On the other hand, it could have been a purposely designed solar sail, right? That's a way to get around the galaxy, build these sails and go from star to star and get a little push as you go by each one. Or you made me think of, um, maybe it was like a shiny silver surfboard, like the silver (laughs) surfer, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's fascinating to think of all the ways that this thing is weird and all the possible explanations that we, we sort of hope for, right? The ones we want, the stories we'd like to tell. Right. And the thing I love about this object is that it resists conventional explanation. Right. You try to come up with some explanation you think makes sense. No, well, how do you explain this? And how do you explain that? It's got so many different ways of being weird. Right. Which could mean either it's just kind of like a miracle, like this crazy, unlikely event that happened, or maybe our view of the universe is totally wrong and maybe mm-hmm. maybe um, we got it all wrong and it's not that rare for this to happen. Exactly. So either it's a rare event and you know we're just sort of lucky astronomically to get to see it or as you say it's less rare than we expect and maybe we'll see more of them, right? That would be pretty cool. Mm. Um, or it's not a natural phenomenon, right? Maybe oh. it is aliens, right? We can't rule that out. But in any case, it's gone, right? It's It went by already. It's gone. If you wanted to know more about it, too late. <laughs> yes, it's gone. But it's not too late to learn more about it. I mean, we could potentially build like a fast rocket that takes a slingshot around Jupiter and zooms out there or something. And catches um, up to it. It would take a long it. time to catch up. Yeah, but it would take a long time to catch up to it. Oh. And by the time it did, I mean, it would be like 20 years before it got there and sent us pictures back and stuff. Who knows if we even have a society in 20 years, right? right. To send data back to the smoking rubble of Western civilization. Oh. That's, a, that's a cheery thought, right? The better opportunity is just to build a bigger telescope. Oh, to see it. 
But isn't it too late? Yeah. Isn't it already sort of a, I mean, it's leaving at 26 kilometers per second. Yeah, but fortunately, we've been building a really awesome new telescope for the last, I don't know, N years, and it's going to turn on in a few years. Oh. It's called the Large Synoptic Survey Telescope, and it's going to be pretty awesome, and it's going to turn on in about three years. And when it does, it's going to give us pictures like nothing's ever seen before, and um, and it might be able to give us good pictures of this crazy thing. Oh. But wouldn't it have been better to look at it when it was going through the solar system? You know, get a good look at it. <laughs> um, yes, it would have been. Um, but we didn't know it was coming, so we weren't prepared. We were lucky we even saw it. Oh, um, it was a short yeah. notice. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we saw it when it was already, like, deep into our solar system. It's not the kind of thing we were looking for, right? Nobody sets out to find these things because you expect them to never come. Well, that just kind of tells you that on a daily basis, like, we are still seeing things about the universe that are completely inexplicable. Exactly. And that's what I love about astronomy and space physics, that almost every time we look out there into the cosmos, we see something crazy, right? It's full of surprises. There's so many things out there which if we could see them or learn them or if they visited us, would blow our minds with the way they change our perspective about our lives and the universe and how everything works. Yeah. Well, if you're an alien riding on Oumuamua, and you're listening to this podcast, we just want to say, Hello! Thanks for visiting. Why didn't you stop and say hi? <laughs> Was it our breath? <laughs> Thanks for not sucking our brains out of our noses. <laughs> See you later! <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. If you still have a question after listening to all these explanations, please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Daniel and Jorge, that's one word, or email us at feedback at danielandjorge.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.